Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 47 today and pray our way through four different subjects. Worship, the end of Psalm 34, a prayer for ourselves, and a prayer for our culture. This week, we're focusing on the characteristic of God that He is merciful. God is a God of mercy. Mercy, here's the definition of mercy. Mercy is not getting what we do deserve, which is judgment, and instead getting what we don't deserve, which is eternal life in relationship with God. Titus 3.5 says, He saved us, not because of righteous things that we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let's open in prayer. Father, I'm grateful today for your mercy. I know that because that Hebrews verse says, I can approach your throne of grace with confidence because I can receive mercy to help me in time of need. And that's amazing. The fact that you saved us not because of what we've done, because that's how we work through the rest of our lives here in our culture today. We're judged and graded and um, given (laughs) financial resources because of the things that we can do. Nothing else works this way that we just receive because you love us that much. And so I honor you for that today. I thank you for that today. As we go through this broadcast and continue with this prayer time, I pray that you would guide and direct my thoughts and my words and that nothing I say and do here would be anything but honoring to you and that spirit that you guide this time so that it pleases you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I feel like today might be one of those days when I'm (laughs) not sure I'm actually making sense, but we'll go on. Psalm today is 34, verses 11 through 22. So we're finishing up a psalm that we started on last Thursday. And here's what I told you about it last Thursday. There are a lot of wisdom topics and tone throughout this psalm, but it's actually a prayer of thanksgiving. And there is a very specific historical setting of this psalm, which is interesting. King David had sought political refuge from Saul in the Philistine city of Gath. And the king's officials there were a bit worried about this whole situation because David was an enemy king and he was a brilliant strategic military strategist and he was there and that made them a little bit nervous that he was planning an attack or subvert their government or whatever. Having him in their city made them nervous. And so he he was in danger because of that. And so he got out of that situation by pretending to be insane. And this is written at that time. So I'm going to read a stanza, pray a stanza. It says, Come, children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is someone who desires life, loving a long life to enjoy what is good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. Turn away from evil and do what is good. Seek peace and pursue it. Father, this this stanza is really, really instructs us in a lot of things. And you say that you will teach us the fear of the Lord. That if we want life to love and live a long life in order to enjoy all the good things that you've given us in this life, that we need to keep our tongue from evil and our lips from deceitful speech. Father, I ask that that you would make that true in our lives, that our, our mouths are our weapons that we use so casually. The words that we speak have lasting impact on the people who hear them. So I pray that you would keep us from deceitful speech 
and from evil, asks us to turn away from evil and do what is good, to seek peace and pursue it. So help us learn to work that into our life, to to be about doing that, turning away from evil, doing what is good, seeking peace and pursuing it. David says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry for help. The face of the Lord is set against those who do what is evil to remove all memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. He saves those crushed in spirit. Father, you are near to the brokenhearted is such an amazing concept for God who breathed universes into being that you would care and be near to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. Life is hard right now in a lot of ways for more people than it was hard for six months ago. There are a lot of us who are going through trauma. There's one member of my audience, and I have no idea if she listens to this or not, but she's dealing with an overwhelming loss this week. And I just pray that you would be near to her because I know she's brokenhearted and I know she's crushed in spirit. Father, your eyes are on the righteous and you hear our cry for help. Pray that the church would be people of righteousness, and I'm not sure it is always. David says, one who is righteous has many adversities, but the Lord rescues him from them all. He protects all of his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil brings death to the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. The Lord redeems the life of his servants, and all who take refuge in him will not be punished. Father, this has a has more of a fulfillment in the future than it even had when it was written that yes, you protect us here on earth and you have the power to rescue us from every situation that we get into if you want to. But long-term, those who take refuge in you will not suffer punishment eternally. And I praise you for that. I thank you for that. I honor you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. For ourselves this week, we're talking about something that sometimes makes people cringe. The Bible talks a lot about money and how we should handle our money, but we don't talk about it because that gets into a tender spot. There is nothing wrong with money and God can give amazing resources to anyone he wants to. But what is bad is the love of money. And so that's what we're talking about this week. Hebrews 13, 5 says, Keep your life free from the love of money. Be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You can have God and money. You cannot serve God and money. Let's pray about that. Father, you tell us to keep our life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. I ask you to build that into our lives. If we right now are loving and serving money instead of you, pray that you would help us realize that and repent, that we would see it in our own lives and turn away from it, that we would begin to serve you instead of money. We certainly desire financial blessing. We certainly desire that you would provide for us more than what we actually need, but help us not love that. Help us not love the things that money buys. Help us not love the security that it buys. Help us not love the flexibility that it buys. Instead, help us learn to love you. Keep us from the love of money in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
The fourth section that we pray for each broadcast, each time we do this, is our culture. And in my newsfeed, I'm seeing a ton of overwhelm right now. We were overwhelmed before all the crazy of 2020 hit. It was easy to get overwhelmed by the speed at which we live and the things that we pile on ourselves. And now we have, in addition, a global pandemic. We have two hurricanes in the Gulf. We have all the things that 2020 is doing, and it is overwhelming. In addition, we have people who have lost jobs, who have lost work, and all of that stuff. So <laughs> you all know that it's overwhelming. So this week, we're going to pray against overwhelm. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but be courageous. I have conquered the world. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Lord, we ask for your peace. This is, life is hard right now. It is. It's hard for a lot of us in so many different ways. And we know that you can give us peace, that, that we aren't here just so that everything is comfortable. So today we're not praying that you would be changing our circumstances. Instead, we're praying for you to give us courage and peace and power and love and self-control so that we can deal with our circumstances and so that we can reflect you into our circumstances. Pray that we would stop looking at our circumstances and look at you instead. And all of a sudden they seem not quite as not quite as big, not quite as overwhelming when we know that you are there and that you will help us get through those circumstances. So I pray for that today. I pray for that sense within your people, within your church, in our nation. I pray for our All of those who don't know you, that they would know that they can turn to you, that they would seek you out from under the overwhelm. This is totally unrelated to overwhelm, but I pray that we would be as ambassadors for your church, as uh, in how we speak and how we act online, that we would reflect your grace, your mercy, and your love, and not hate and judgment and anger and fear. So let your people be the people of peace, the people of love, the people of strength and self-control. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for praying with me today. I do this twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I would love to have you join me again on Thursday for the next broadcast. And if you're watching this in a broadcast and you know of a friend who would enjoy praying with us, invite them along on Thursday. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe and then share it with a friend as well. That would help the algorithm show it to more people so that they can join their hearts to ours. As we pray scripture together, my goal, my heart is that we would all grow in our prayer lives, that God will use this time to direct you in your life as he uses it to direct me in my life. I pray that he will answer these prayers in mighty ways and that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.